0: You're here tonight, and I do appreciate that. And I want you to open your heart tonight. I I know we have preached so much about faith and talked about it. And one of the reasons that my heart is so much on faith, the only antidote to fear is faith. There's not another, there's not another pill you can take, there's not another shot that you can get. The only help, the only solution, the only antidote for a heart filled with fear is faith. That's it. That's it. And by the way, if you have faith, you don't need anything else. It works pretty well. Amen. And so we're we're seeing today a world that is being propelled by faith. I mean, by fear. Uh, Now that you expect I'm not it does not surprise me nor shock me that the world is propelled by fear but my great challenge is is born again believers that say they're saved and say they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior that are propelled by fear now, God has not given them the spirit of fear. He said so in Timothy. God had not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. And so, I, I'm really challenged and I, I, I was talking with a man just the other day. He's sitting in a business. And... Um, and... His speech was one thing, but His actions were something else. And I was called off God by the contradiction. How many of you believe in faith? How many of you believe faith is something we all ought to have? How many believe that it's a biblical truth? How many believes when the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please Him and we must believe that He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. How many believes that? How many believes what I just read? But if any man uh, draw back my soul shall so I know pleasure in him. In other words, when we don't live, when we draw back from faith, God said, I'm not pleased with you. So, now the question comes, all of those things are wonderful and good, but that's not living by faith. That's believing something. And I truly believe we all live by what we believe. And talking to that man in that business... He talked about the greatness of faith but he was living in fear. It was amazing. And I just, you know, just thinking to myself because that was such a contradiction so that tonight I want to help you to understand when we leave tonight the challenge of living by faith. Just two words, by faith. If you're talking about a stick of dynamite, that's a big one. In the city of Minneapolis, Bethlehem Baptist Church needed a Sunday school teacher for junior boys. No teacher had ever been able to control them. Ewald Chadberg, a Swedish man, was asked to take the class. And all over the church, the word was, he won't make make it three weeks. Some gave him four. He'll never make it. On his 10th anniversary of the death of Ewald Chadberg, it was counted, recounted at least, Forty men were in Christian service because he taught that class. And someone before he died asked him how was he able in a class that no one else could do anything with do such greatness. And his answer was this, by Faith, just two words. Now, if we are weak in faith, and you can know if your faith is weak, because if we're weak in faith, we begin to make excuses on why we can't serve God. And believe you me, excuses can go from here to here to brand and back, Amen. But when we're weak in faith, we begin to justify and make excuses why we can't serve God. And many and what's sad is is many will live a lifetime now don't you listen to me, live a lifetime never knowing what the will of God for their life was. They'll live an entire lifetime. And that challenges me. So tonight I chose to bring another sermon on the challenge of living, living by faith. I'm glad you believe in faith. I'm glad you believe it's a Bible truth. I'm glad you applaud people that do live by faith but tonight I'd love to move you one step further and you decide to live by faith so tonight as we get in this way challenging as a matter of fact it is challenging but all through this Hebrews chapter 11 by faith Abel By faith Enoch, by faith Noah, by faith Abraham, by faith Isaac, by faith Jacob, by faith Joseph, by faith Moses, by faith uh, the harlot Raab, by faith, by faith, by faith, these people did everything they did. Now what was the common denominator between these people? Not all of them was Abraham. He's a father of faith. Not all of them built an ark like Noah. Not surely, not all of them was a harlot like Rahab. Not all of them was Gideon. Not all of them was Abel. Not all of them was a Joseph. But what was the common thread that attached that thing to be said, by faith, put your name there, they lived. So what was the, common, the commonality in all these people? I want you to look something bigger than what they've done individually and the wonderful stories. We've talked about them for several weeks. What individually they all did. But what was as common with all of them that I believe we missed this truth, then we'll never live by faith. All right? Are you with me? Have I confused you? Is everybody with me? Nod let me hear your head rattle, whatever it needs. Okay. But stay with me now. Number one, by faith always requires a decision. I can stand where I'm at. I can believe in faith I can believe in the power of faith. I can believe in the truth of faith. I can believe all of that. But it's not living by faith. By faith, Abraham had to make a decision to leave his family. By faith, Noah had to build an ark. By faith, Abel had to offer sacrifice God went by faith it required individually for every single one of them to make a decision it required that there's no other way around it I mean you can stand still believe it till Jesus comes and never live by faith I tell this to people all the time do you understand? You can sit in a parking lot, a food line, and starve to death. You literally can stand in the parking lot. You've got to go in and get it. Take it home. You've got to move It takes a decision by faith. Now, this decision was two things. Number one, it's a decision of obedience. Every act of faith starts with, am I willing to obey God? Period. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For we must believe that He is. But notice the last part. And a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. That's the decision. It requires an obedience. And I'm convinced the reason many people live, die, sit on a pew all their life is because God comes by and nudges your heart. And they say, well, uh, give me a sign. Write boxcar letters in the sky. Uh, show me this, show me that, Uh, I've got to be certain, got to wait. When the reality is, you already know what God wants you to do, but you're just being disobedient. That's the reason why there's such a battle for churches. That's the reason why tonight, the Bible says forsaking not the assembling of ourselves together. That's the reason churches ought to be having church, because it's obedience to God. That's the reason it's so good for you to be here tonight. And for those that have a, their faith cannot let them do that, they're sitting at home cowering in fear because of the fact faith demands a decision. It demands a decision. Every act of faith demands a decision. Hebrews, by faith, Abel offered. He had to make a decision to go get that that lamb and sacrifice it and bring the blood and bring it to the Lord. He had to make that decision. Well, I remember whenever God began to deal with me about going full time, did He dealt with me I gave him every reason why I couldn't. But that Tuesday night, that Tuesday night, sitting on a this side at a little white church, Brother James Lockheed a preaching on faith of all things. God slipped in beside me. He said, Hey, I want that job. And I went, Now, I knew right there that was a, that's, and, and I ain't gonna lie to you. It was hard. It's harder than the call to preach. It's been the hardest thing, hardest thing ever done. And and, and I I remember what I told the Lord, did I can't remember what I'd done yesterday, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I done told you all the situation had to happen before we could do that. I told you this had to be paid off, we had to do that. But you know what? He didn't give a he didn't care <laughs> about what I said. It was one question, are you willing to obey me? And I required a decision. I had to make a decision. All faith requires a decision. Apart from a decision, you will not live by faith. Number two, not only obedience, but no order. Bible says Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth his ways. God's God of order. He's not a God, He's not haphazard. He's a God of order. And I want you to know God comes to Noah by faith. Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen as yet, moved with fear and built an ark. God had an order. God spoke to his heart and then he looked for him to do it. Second thing, this is probably one of the hardest things that this COVID 19 has done in our churches, in our families, in our nation, that that's the greatest thing I see that's doing. And um, and I'm gonna do something that I'm gonna that that you're gonna shock. The devil is worth applauding because successful with this one thing. It's amazing. faith living by faith requires a division. Let me show you what the scripture says. Abraham, yes, Lord, get away from them crazy family members you got. Okay, Lord. By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice and came. It divided them. By faith, nor warned of God of things not seen as yet, Moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. It divided him from the rest of the entire world. It's amazing. It's amazing. See, this world cannot understand at all why we're in church. Here's what's scary. Here's what's scary. This thing has gotten in the house of God, and it's divided the best of friends, and husbands, and wives, and church members, because you got some that want to live by faith, and some are living by fear. And we can just cut through all the garbage and the reasoning and things and all the all it's basically two things. We live by fear, or we're living by faith, and it is divided. I know husbands and wives are divided because of this. I know a church is divided because of this. And what's amazing? North Valley Baptist Church, bust in. I bust in in forty-five years. One point five million children to services on Sunday. 1.5 million bus kids. They've cared for them. They've fed them. They've clothed them. They've helped them. And for 24 weeks, the world has shut that down. Their ministry of outreach is being phenomenal and the world shut it down. And it's amazing to me how it's divided so many things. It's been estimated. It's been estimated. If I get permission, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm probably gonna do something I've never done. It, it, it's. Um, uh, I'll, I'll strike it with you Sunday. I need to get permission for what I'm doing. Third, of the church will not return to services. Here's why. They've got a new form of worship. They ain't sitting at home in the pajamas, drink their coffee, not have to get ready, no accountability. There may be conviction, maybe, maybe, but there's no accountability. I don't have to do anything. I can just worship, and it's, it's a third, because it divides This world, see, operates on money. For the love of money is the root of all evil. But God's world operates on faith. And it divides. In Luke chapter 16, we have that very familiar story of a man that lived for money. The rich man, he lived for money and everything money could buy. And he had it. He had it all. He had everything. But there's a poor beggar down this gate named Lazarus, they did have. He begged, and both of them died. And one of the things that happened, the Bible says, that the rich man, when he saw Lazarus, he said, "Please send him with a drop of water to cool my." He's in torment, and forever, forever. And here's what the the uh, was told to him. Besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which come from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us. That would come from thence. So by faith will require a division. How can two, how can two, book of Amos, how can two walk together lest they be agreed? Let me warn you. don't Don't let this mess divide you. Be unified. I, I'm doing everything in my power to keep it from finding a place in our church. And it's had it's its, a little place. Now I'll tell you, before it finds a place in the church, it finds a place in your heart as to what you believe. Before it finds a place in the church, before it finds a place in your home, it finds a place in your heart. And you know you can't take it but so long, sooner or later, you live what's in your heart. Every single one of us. So it divides. That's the hardest challenge. That That's that, that's the most, probably to me personally, that's the biggest challenge I have. Because here's the thing, here's the thing, we don't have anything, if you call me and say, you know, a, a, a preacher, uh, I, we, we got exposed, and, and so uh, we, won't, we won't come to church, and okay, I'm I've got no way of uh, sharing anything with you but say, okay, we'll pray for you. But what do we do when it gets past that? They've not been exposed. They they, they test negative, but they're still fearful. What do we do with that? So, by faith requires a division. That's challenging. Number three, by faith. I told you this challenge of living by faith requires a devotion. In Hebrews eleven thirty, these all died in the faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For well, they For they say such things declare plainly, they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have opportunity to have have returned. But now they desire a better country. That is, and a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be their God, for he had prepared for them a city. We find here, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he had received the promise, offered up his only begotten son, All these proved that the Lord was first in their life, a devotion. They their life proved there was nothing more important than the Lord. See, he may ask us to give up something that's precious. And that is what's number one in our hearts. But when we face difficult tests of obedience, and by faith we trust God's, the Lord's care and leading in our lives, clinging to Him. You know what we're saying like Job? Though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. That's more than what He believes. That's living it. Yet will I trust Him. And I will maintain my own ways before Him, requires a decision, requires a division. If you, live, if you choose to live by faith, let me just say this, and I, I hope it will help you. If you've got to have someone else to prop up your faith to live, you will not live by faith. You young people, if you've got to have somebody else to prop up your faith, to live by faith, you won't. Because I'm going to tell you something. No matter who you are, if you put the confidence in the flesh, it'll disappoint you. Are you listening? Are you listening? If you don't believe that, ask, I mean, you know, uh, i well, I'm not going to say that, but ask Darlene. I've disappointed her a few times. Amen. And before I leave out of here, I'm probably going to disappoint her some more. I don't intend to, but this flesh disappoints. Now I want want you to know, well, she disappointed me too. I was going to say she wasn't. That'd be lying. God help me for that. reality is, if you choose to live by faith, you may have to walk a lonely path by yourself. Now that's tough. That's a challenge. I'm just I'm just being as transparent and as honest. That, that your best friends and your best people and, and those you love dearly, those you 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 you'll be like uh, old Hithophil. David uh, wrote in the Psalms and he said, "I had had great uh, me and this man. We had." Great times together. We fellowshiped together, and boy, I just me and this man had a had a great camaraderie, and and we were best of friends. Till he got bitter because of uh, Bathsheba, and turned on David. And him not, I think one of the greatest hearts was not only Absalom but I think the greatest heart was Ahithophil. I love what David said. He's going up the mountain. Someone said, David, his heart's broken. Don't, don't, I love this. Don't you love this? When your heart's broken, somebody comes with bad news. Ain't that something? Hey, David, hate to tell you this, but Ahithophil is amongst the conspirators. And I love what David said. David bowed his head and said, Lord, turn his counsel to naught. Make him to none effect. Take his influence, his counsel, and make it to none effect. And you know what God did? God did exactly that. He took his influence, his counsel, and, and literally a hit the field, took his own life because of it. Because faith requires a devotion. Then I, this is the one that is the hardest one For me, partially. Now this one is my my hardest one. By faith requires a decision, division, and devotion. Those I'm okay with. I love the Lord. I have no problem obeying Him. The next one requires delay. That one is hard for me hard for me because Mo- Noah had no idea what God was going to do other than trying to build a ship for the seven of his family he had no idea the magnitude of the flood Abraham had no idea what God was going to do on that mountaintop with his son in the hand drawn back he had no idea God waited till the hand was drawn back say, Abraham! Why you coming up this way? I sent him around up that way. It's caught in the thicket. See, by faith, God hides these delays. God's not interested. Here's, this has been my greatest challenge. How many of you wish God would just wrote the book of your entire life, whatever things going to be, when it's going to be, hand you the book and said, now live. I could do that. Amen. I could do that. Wouldn't you love that? I would love that. No, he says, he said, no, no, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do that. He said, what I want you to do is I want you to live by faith. Okay, what you want me to do? He said, I want you. Okay. Okay, then what? Now I don't know when. When are you going to do it? Hurry! God says, oh, I'll tell you when when you get there. Second, I don't hurry for you. And third, that's not what's important. Don't know me today. What's important is the step of obedience with God. Here's what God's wanting us to understand: that if we're walking and living by faith, what's important is He's with us, living by faith, and He's not concerned about the destination because He already knows where we're going. But He says, "If I'm with you, with me, you don't have to worry about the destination." So God wants us to live by faith. It requires a delay. I had no idea that that. We'd build this building. I had no idea when we built this church. I remember standing down here on the corner before the fellowship hall, and I, I, I prayed for two things. And you're going to think it's funny, but let me just say this that there, we got them. Kai said, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for our church. Now, Lord, we need two things. One, we need a fellowship hall. And second, oh, Lord, Matthew ain't going to like this. I said two things. I said, Lord, we need a house. And Matthew himself was the... And, and I, I'm here praying. Need a fellowship hall. Now, what have you prayed for lately? We got a fellowship hall and we got the house. Now, did not the way I thought we would. None of it's done the way I thought it would be done. But see, that's not God. It's not a magic wand. It's not abracadabra. Poof! And it shows up. by faith because God says this faith all you have to know is you have me these all died in faith not received the promise but I haven't seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and and pilgrims on earth believe that man I believe Demas, just one who wanted his reward here and not there. For Demas had forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed to Thessalonica, Grecian, Galatian, and Titus, and Dom, Domitian. He, he literally just wanted the instant reward. Of all things Satan could have offered Jesus on the mountain of temptation, he offered him an instant kingdom. No cross, no suffering, no conflict. He said, just bow down. An instant If we walk by faith, God's not you put the faith in at the top, pull out a soda at the bottom. It requires delay. And that delay sometimes is challenging because you think you're ready and God knows you're not. You think you need to move forward? Can I just share something with you? We started in April on this long business for our church, and we voted for the signed equipment, the roof, and to buy $35,000. Would you believe we still have not got that done? We are still working on it? Would you believe I've made... You wouldn't believe the calls and the trips down there. And would you believe it's driving me crazy? I mean, it had been unreal. And as I was preparing this message, it really dawned on me okay, God, why are why aren't we delayed? What do, do we need? What are, what are you doing here? Um, is the timing right? Is it, is, 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 so, Lord, what are you doing here? So I'm just having to, to live this delay. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm sorry I can't help it. I'm working on it, but I don't like delays. I like things getting done. I, I want something done. If you're not doing it fast enough, get out of the way. I'll do it myself. Just say amen, gentlemen. Thanks, man. I, I'm just not one to wait around, and you know, just to, I'm just not that. I'm not geared that way. I'm sorry. I'm not, if I'm going to wash a car, okay, let's wash a car. Uh, and, and and I work that way. I do it that way. It's just, it's just where I'm geared because but but by faith, by faith requires delay. And then last of all, by faith requires a destination. For you look for a city which hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Let me close with saying this. This is the only life. This is right now. Everyone look at me right now. This is the only life in the only time, in the only place you can live by faith. In this world, faith gives way to sight. This is the only world you and I can live by faith. Second, right now, this is the only world and the only way you can live to please God. Without faith, it's impossible. It is. So the reality is right now, the only time you're going to be able to please God is in this lifetime. Because once faith gives way to sight, there's no, there's no faith in heaven. That's the reason angels, they look at me and you, and they just scratch their heads, and they wonder in amazement at us, why Jesus would save us. First of all, I think he looks down. I think angels go to God and say, God, If you looked, you seen that crazy bunch die, and you died for them. Jesus said, "Yes, I did, because I looked on." Now I want to live and trust me by faith. And so, the reality, this is your only life. Now, don't you, I want you to stay with me here, okay? If we choose not to, and that's a choice, if we choose to live by fear, what do we do when we stand before God? And He says... You lived a life and you never pleased me. Well, I believed, Mm -hmm. but you didn't please me. But I I believe the Bible because you live by fear and not by faith now I can't live by faith for you matter of fact I can't live by faith for any church member here I can't live out your faith I can't live darling, faith matter of fact I wished I had her faith she don't worry about nothing She's you know, mine's grave. Reality is, she don't. She don't worry about things. At times, I wish I had her, had her faith, but I can't give her my faith. And it can influence somebody's faith. But you know, the reality is, every person here decides if they're going to live by faith or by fear. Now, if you choose to live by fear, we have some in our church that are, are choosing to live by fear. I'm going to love them. They're going to still be my church members, and I'm going to, love them. I'm going to be their pastor the best I can. Behold it. Hold it. if something happens what if somebody gets what if you can't get past it because fear has got you so paralyzed so here's the problem I'm your your pastor I'll be your best friend and I'll love you till you kick the bucket but here's what I can't do I can't stay here with you continue to walk in my faith I made a decision to keep walking my faith. My faith. I'm going to continue. And what's going to happen if we're not careful, you'll get so far from where the church is going that church has changed. They're careless. They don't care about us. They you don't care if we get sick. All of that's a lie. See, I'm going to keep making steps forward. That's the reason I'm going down to the bank in the morning to see her again. Okay? I mean, I bet they're talking about making me an office down there. That'll be okay. You know why? Because now we're not making giant steps down. reason by faith. I'm going to meet with my teachers Sunday morning at 10 and deacons and, and, and all the leadership at 10 a.m. Sunday morning in the fellowship hall. Unless something happens that we just can't do that. But by faith, that's what my plans are. My plans are I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep living by faith. The very Because you have to choose that we said that because this is the only life. Because one day I'm going to a destination. And when I meet God, I'm going to say, I was pleased. Well, how do we do that now? That's when we get to heaven. How do we do that now? One verse, Hebrews eleven twenty seven. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. You know what that's saying? It's saying, "I look." You know what I see in our church? I see a great God. I see a great God. I see a God that's helping, blessing our. So we have to, I endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now the world is saying, look at us, hear us. We're talking, hear us, but I who is invisible. Let's all stand to our feet.